0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Before that, though, I was reading in The Telegraph a really interesting story about whether or not we are trivialising mental health by just so casually using language that's associated with with mental health or mental mental health illnesses. And we're talking about things, for example, we'll say things like, um, you might often, if you're somebody who's a really tidy person, you might often be described as, you know, OCD by your friends because you just like things to be tidy. Or have you heard people say that their anxiety is through the roof when maybe in reality they've had a completely normal reaction to an everyday stress? And it's a really interesting, interesting uh, commentary on this in the paper and I'm interested in hearing people's thoughts on this today. 53106 is the text number. Greg is with us on the line. Greg, do you feel that we we use mental health language too casually?
2: Yeah, absolutely Andrea. It's uh, something that uh, my wife and I were remarking at a few years ago and it was uh, really to do with my uh, daughter's experience. She was a teenager at the time. She's in her 20s now, but it appears that her and all her circle of friends uh, were always carrying some form of mental illness to the extent that if you didn't have some sort of mental illness, there was something wrong with you. And, um, you know, it was uh, these, uh, just like your example there, they they use the word depressed and anxiety and narcissism and OCD, when in actual fact, you know, they are, uh, in the real sense, they're, um, you know, clinical uh, conditions. And uh, quite rightly, it probably belittles that because you'll say to people perhaps who are depressed, if you don't, clinically depressed, if you don't understand the topic, oh, will you ever pull yourself together? You know, which is the last thing you should say to somebody with depression.
1: So this is sort of self-diagnosis you're talking about?
2: In, In... from observation of, yeah. of uh, my For, own experience, yeah, it, just
1: from people who who like they haven't been clinically diagnosed. It's just it's their, it's their own des, uh, description oh or that, definition. That is yeah. their own
2: self-diagnosis, and I think it's something to do with uh, particularly in the younger age bracket. Uh, it's to do with um, uh, the new uh, definition of normality, which is set by watching other people on social media, watching these teenage soaps where. Uh, everybody's having such a great time particularly in American high school or somewhere and then parents putting everything on a plate for uh, you know, uh, the younger generation and uh, people don't uh, sort of understand that if you feel a bit low, that's normal it doesn't mean you're depressed, it just means you f- feel a bit low or if you're worried about something, it doesn't mean you have anxiety it just means you're anxious, okay. you know, so that's my uh, observations of it anyway and, and I have had um, a history um long time ago of actual clinical depression, so it was an experience in its own right, which really taught me the difference i suppose uh, as I observe these things going forward
1: so w- with your own i suppose past experience when when you look at this or you hear this or you see this it, like does it help then in any way to to reduce the stigma or de- destigmatize um you know issues around mental health that would be there kind of in society do you think greg
2: um well uh, i if you're talking about stigma I, I take it you mean that it's um maybe uh, a bit of a taboo for somebody to admit that they were clinically you know depressed or, or had anxiety or something um it's something i don't hide because i i found it was a uh, uh, you know, completely out of it, of course, for years. But, I mean, uh, it was it was quite an eye-opener as to what it really means because I, I think the people who claim to be depressed and anxious that aren't, uh, you know, clinically in that way, uh, that's why they end up just using those um, uh, terms uh, loosely because they don't appreciate what it can be like in, um, you know, when you mm. go into the... The proper, um, you know, um, uh, condition.
1: Well, I, I appreciate, Greg. You, you know, you you, sh- you sharing your 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 experience with us um, on on the program today. I just want to bring in Aileen as well, Greg. Um, Aileen has has got in touch too. What point, Aileen, did you want to make on this?
3: Um, hello, uh, Andrea. I well, basically, what I would say is that a lot of people. I I was diagnosed with OCD when I was eight and anxiety. I'm twenty eight now. And a lot of people do think that it's okay to kind of go, oh, I'm so OCD, when they're just like a load of things in a little, like all their ducks in a row, all their things being symmetrical, or they like being tidy, whereas OCD isn't like that at all. Uh, It's very much a distressing condition where you have unwanted thoughts, images and urges that make you compulse and act out. You don't never act on your compulsions but it makes you try and get rid of the anxiety. OCD isn't something you should trivialise. It's a very debilitating disorder. And it infuriates me to see people make such a light of it mm. as someone who's been suffering with it since, well, since I was practically born, really. But yeah. it took a few years to, <laughs> to figure out what was going on. But, you know, and my OCD is affected differently to what people would say in the media, let's say. So it's it's infuriating. It's really and it's uh it's it's disheartening as well. Have you noticed it? Time. Ha,
1: like, has that increased, daily now? Because I, I was, as I mentioned at the start of the show, I, I was reading about, reading this in um in the Telegraph, and I thought it was just it was a fascinating piece about how we tend, and it's everybody kind of in society that we sort of just trivialised mental health and the way we talk about it and and the words that we use. And, and the, a lot of us, like often, as you say, they're in particular maybe talking about OCD or about anxiety. But they're, they're kind of words that we go to very quickly without actually having any understanding at all of the, the, the meaning behind them. You know, and, and, and the impact and, and how it has affected, like when you talk about your experience over the years. Is that something, though, that you, has that increased though, or was it always the case?
3: I reckon, I do think it was always the case, I think it's just kind of a, it's, it hasn't increased nor decreased, it's been the same. It's been the same, I've seen it all over the internet, I've seen it, uh, uh, like in the media, I've seen it in books, in films, it's always been trivialised. Like, I follow a load of um, people online who treat OCD. Uh, or her has suffered from OCD and are now now recovered enough to treat it themselves. And there is a show that came out recently called The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Mm. which I haven't seen. I know I'm into true crime, but I haven't watched it. And apparently an article came out saying that he had a compulsion to do what he did. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, does that mean he had OCD? And someone came out and said, no, people with OCD find it distressing. He had a desire. And I said, "Yeah, exactly." And it upsets me that people don't seem to understand the difference. OCD is a very, very distressing disability, yeah. you know. And I know that's a very extreme example, but it just goes to show that people immediately hear obsession, compulsion, and must mean OCD, must or OCD. they completely trivialise it and don't understand it at all.
1: So we're just we, it, we're too quick to kind of jump to, to labels.
3: Exactly, you're too quick to kind of say, "Oh, this was one must mean." Or and it's it is sad. It is very sad. Um, is it, I don't think the world has gotten better in it.
1: Yeah, the yeah, is it something, Greg? Do you like in your view has it has it got worse or is is it more apparent now? Do we, do we hear the overuse of of um, maybe mental health labels or something that might be a symptom and then we associate it as an indication of a disorder or something like like is that more apparent now than before?
2: Oh, definitely, I think, yeah, no, but it, it, it particularly, I mean, being depressed or being anxious about something, they were always words in our English language, you know, uh, but they're also, um, you know, medical conditions. But I'd never heard of narcissism, for instance, for instance, uh, until, you know, the last few years myself. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are always people who are centre of attention and want it, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're narcissists, you know, in the true sense. Uh, and then you know this the OCD thing. Um, you know we we used to have perfectionists. We you know uh, people with attention to detail. And um, you know ducks lined up in a row has just been said. But uh, of course these things have now become uh, uh, terms that we all know, mm. maybe through documentaries or through social media or, or whatever. So that's why it's it's easy to label something uh, that way. Uh, from an English language perspective and just use it and not widespread. really understand that's the problem yeah that's the uh, problem.
1: a couple of the texts in here from listeners actually that are th- that are with us here listening here uh, to us today this text says I think young people using words like anxiety are often using it because they've read about it or heard about it in social media or in the media they're not actually making light of the condition uh, they often might just it, it is a it is a symptom of of how they are feeling. This texter says, "My daughter is OCD and has a ha- and has had an awful couple of years. It drives me absolutely mad when I hear people saying that they have OCD just because they like to have a clean house. It's not fair on on real sufferers. Like that's the point, Ailing, that you were making in particular.
3: Well, I can definitely say for a fact that my I'm not a tidy person. It's funny because I do have contamination based OCD with germs but at my room isn't tidy and I can kiss my dog on the top of her head without worrying it's a very very complex disorder and even my mom, or, you know my mom would be like how oh, can you kiss the dog on the top of the head and I go I don't know I can't I know <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's such a it's such a compl- complex disability, then why do I have to scrub my hands a million times <laughs> Paul so if, people don't
1: get it. Yeah, Paul you is, don't te- get it. Paul is text in as well on that actually and he says, rather than trivialising mental health we are now more inclined today to medicalise daily life. Um, a lot of people, again, this text are making the point I think we're too quick to self-diagnose in many cases because we might hear of one symptom through a soap or a TV show and we self-diagnose ourselves with some disorder. Patrick is with us on the line today in Wexford. Patrick, you've been listening there to Greg and Aileen. Um... Do, do you think we're, we're too quick to, to jump to mental health labels and to misuse them?
0: Well, Ireland, Ireland has, a, has a, an, an interesting path. We have a habit of overcorrecting. So for, you know, I'm, I'm almost 40. So for most of my younger life, uh, terms like anxiety, depression, mental health wouldn't have been used at all. And it was only in, in, with, the, with the wave of this new generation, you know, from the 90s onwards, that we've become much more comfortable. And I think it's a really, really positive thing mm. that we have normalized terms like anxiety and normalized needing help when you have depression, etc. Um, but we do tend to overcorrect, um, which is often the case for a lot of different things. We got it so wrong in Ireland for so long. Now we seem to be overcorrecting the other way. It will balance out eventually. But um, I think Greg was saying there about, or one of of your callers was talking about, you know, people who suffer from anxiety. Anxiety is something that every single person in the world has in some way, shape or form. It's a fight or flight response. Everybody has it. Some people are able to cope and manage that much more than others because some people have been taught how to or have picked it up in a natural way. But a lot of people have never been taught how to deal with their anxiety, how to cope with it, how to take tools and put them into action from a very, very early age. And and there's an issue there where everybody seems to recognise that, OK, well, I have anxiety, therefore that is now a label that I have. But it does take from people who have extreme issues mm. with anxiety, people uh, um, and trivialises it somewhat. But same as depression. You could have a very bad day because you've been on the beer for three days and you might say, oh, I'm fierce depressed. And that detracts from people who have a very chronic, debilitating chemical imbalance in their brain, which means that they have suffered from anxiety from their, for their entire life. It does detract a little bit. Having said that, I know I'm rambling here, but having said that, I personally look at mental health and issues like this as if it's a color, let's say green. Every single person who's listening to your show right now will experience a different shade of green, no matter what the condition, no matter what the disorder. They will experience something in that spectrum. And What we need to do is normalize that people, everyone will suffer or experience the color green, the shade of green that Mm -hmm. they have may be different than others, but every single person will have it. What we need to teach people is when the shade of green gets darker, they need to be seeking medical help or further help. But when it's lighter, we need to be giving people the coping skills and the and the, the tools to be able to get through it by themselves or with a, their peer group without giving themselves this label and then actually becoming self-fulfilled prophecies by actually um, um by themselves. Going into the the you know going into Google Doctors, seeing what the what they're supposed to experience with anxiety or depression or OCD and other things, and then emulating that because that's what they're supposed to do, and that's actually something that's happening, particularly with teens today.
1: Okay, do you agree,
0: Greg? Uh,
2: yes, I do. I think that's quite a good analogy. Actually, the the only thing I'll uh, put into the uh, pot on that one is when you get to a really dark shade of green with depression you 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 are um maybe a bit like aileen you're you're somewhat completely helpless uh in the, in that uh you can effectively being being clinically depressed dark shade of green you're effectively paralyzed from doing anything because you don't have the wherewithal to tackle it and you need help uh now patrick alluded to that in in uh in a certain way But uh, there is, um, let's say, a shade of green that is really serious. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are lighter shades of green that... You can, uh, you know, uh, uh, cope with a coping mechanism is fine.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's a really interesting um, conversation today, and, and just even to hear, you know, your your experience, Greg, and Ailing, and, and thank you for for getting in touch with us on this on the program, Patrick, as well, actually, for for joining us too. Uh, Maria in Waterford has texted in, and she says, "I totally agree. I think the use of mental, the, the use of the mental health and mental health terminology is completely overused. We all have a bad day; it's normal. It doesn't mean that we have a mental health issue." A bad day is perfectly normal uh, for people to have. This texter has got in touch as well to say, I think that we are all far too quick to self-diagnose, to rush to judgment. And we often pick up some symptom that we think is associated with a mental health issue. And we take that as an indication that we then have that mental health issue. People are too quick to judge. You see, I would have thought that actually talking about it in any way, um, was a good thing, but I I, t- I very much take the points from from Ailing and Greg that we 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 are. I mean, we probably all have done it, and I, I think particularly when Aileen talked about the example of um of OCD, and I mean we are very very quick to rush or to judge or or to talk about that. I think in particular and and to be wrong about it, um to kind of miss self diagnose ourselves with that far too quickly.